We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. He's a monster like somebody from Game of Thrones or something. Like we call him Gandalf because like he's never early or late, he's always <laughs> at the right time. And my job is to never stop, regardless of percentages. I don't really give a damn about percentages, honestly. All I care about is wins. If y'all didn't quite get it, let me say it again, I'm here to stay. Hello and welcome to The Uncontested, a podcast where we cover the OKC Thunder, NBA, and pop culture. We are here recording Friday evening, actually technically Saturday morning, post-Thunder Clippers game. I'm sad. I am joined, that that voice you hear there is Kami Armarabian. Mm, that's me! I am also joined by our buddy, uh, you can follow him on Twitter, is it at underscore JD Silva? Wrong. It's at JD Silva underscore. Oh, the underscore's God, at the end. Why are you uh, doing his Twitter? Jacob Silva is with us. There goes that. We got two Jacobs. Two Jacobs. We we just call the other Jacob Silva, though, just yeah. so you guys are aware. And we call the first Jacob bitch. That's inaccurate. <laughs> is it? No. No. It's pretty accurate. That's cute. <laughs> so we just watched the OKC versus Los Angeles Clippers game in which the Thunder lost. Uh, let me pull up that final score real quick because Boy, I don't know it off the top of my head. 108 to 92. 108 to 92. The Thunder started off this game uh, in a 16 to 0 hole. There's some holes that aren't good to be in. That's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh no, you're stupid. And uh, th- they fought back. Only down seven going into the second quarter. Second, third quarter, they played great. They outscored the Warriors, what, 44 to 57? 
outscored the, the Clippers by 13 in the second and third quarters. And then the fourth quarter comes around, and the Thunder just completely shit the bed. 15 points for the entire Yeah, they got more than doubled up the fourth quarter. 37 to 15 in the fourth quarter. Yes, I was getting to that before you interrupted me. Oh. Well, oh, well at least we got the point across. Guess we know who the bitch is. It's right. not me. Right, Silva. It's the other Jacob. It's the other Jacob. You feel me? Yeah, I feel you. Well, at least I didn't uh, give up 37 points in the fourth quarter. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And at least you weren't two for 15 from the field or seven or 27 and hey, from the hey, field. And hey, hey, none of us look like Boban, so that we all win that's, tonight, buddy. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, but Except yeah, that fourth quarter, his that, wife wins, I guess maybe the, the thunder were in great position to win this game. Even without Russell Westbrook, we get the news that Westbrook isn't playing. What about an hour before tip off? They're in great position to win this game. They fought back from absolutely horrific shooting nights from Paul George and Dennis Schroeder. Uh, those guys just could not hit a basket to save their lives. Uh, bench comes in and plays good. Thunder have a lead heading into the fourth quarter and just for the life of them just could not get a basket and just started hemorrhaging on the defensive end. Tobias Harris uh, just absolutely killed them in the fourth quarter. Uh, I guess let's just immediately just jump into thoughts. Kamiar, I'll start with you. What are what what is something start us off with something good. What's something positive that you took out of this game tonight? Well, when OKC started making the that run. You saw Abrinas, Narvan's Noel, and Stephen Adams all making really key contributions. And at one point, I think Abrinas was the leading scorer. I think he had 10 points at one point, and Narvan's had nine. So they were big contributions, and PG had seven off of two of 11 shooting uh, going into half. So OKC really, really their bench unit got them going in the second and the third quarters. And then really this, the bookends, the front and the back quarters, they killed OKC. So it was, it's, a, it's a totally different Thunder team. Like last couple of years, the third quarter would doom them, and then they would have to come back in the fourth. But this year they had a lead going into the fourth, and they could not make it. Silva, what's some positives that, that you took from this game? Well, uh, I didn't think I'd be uh, talking about this as a positive, but Raymond Felton uh was a positive overall in the night, despite uh, all the trash we were talking on him throughout the game. Uh, His shot selection is so poor. It's bad. Man. It feels like it kills the flow of the second unit. Uh, it's so part. bad. Like uh, it just it drives me nuts. His awful shot selection. Like he he loves the jumper, man. He's that dude's never met a jumper he doesn't like. He'll let anything fly, and it's incredibly frustrating. Sorry. So you have yeah. finished five of twelve, and was a plus two on the on the game. So. I guess a plus two is decent in yeah. a, a 13-point loss. I thought that Nerland's Noel was, and Kamir kind of mentioned this, a big plus. Um, he ends the night with, I got the stat right here, um, nine points, five rebounds, a steal. Um, is, is just a zero on the plus minus. But I thought he really made his presence felt. He, um, he uses his length very, very well. I felt like he altered a lot of shots. Um, Jeremy Grant didn't shoot the ball great. He actually only shot four times for one of four. Uh, four points, eight rebounds, two assists. The The big problem on the night was that Paul George and Dennis Schroeder combined to score nine points on 42 shots. Or not nine points, sorry, nine field goals on 42 shots. Um, 
offensively, that's the problem. You know, like they uh, they just it felt like they forced a lot. And, and I don't know how you guys feel about that, but it, it felt like Abrinas had the hot hand. They stopped passing to Abrinas. Um, Adams was working in the post. They stopped passing to Adams. And those two guys, Paul George and Dennis Schroeder, although they're integral parts to this team, they just they played bad. Like Paul George, like offensively, Paul George had a great game in every other aspect. I mean, he was throwing some dimes. He was playing some great defense. But their offense, like, how much of this changes when Russ gets back, which we assume will be on Sunday? Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. Um, a large, a large part of this was so most of the possessions that Dennis Schroeder would handle, uh, there'd be like maybe one pass made. He'd walk up and take like a mid-range jumper uh, or pass it to one guy, and then it'd be over with. That'd be the whole possession. And he took 15 of those mid-range jumpers. It felt like, and only two of them went in. Is it any different than what Russ would do? Well, Russ, Russ would, would be more them. efficient, and I think Russ yeah. is a better passer too. Russ would probably. You think Russell Westbrook is a better passer than Dennis Schroeder? One hundred percent. Wow. One hundred and fifty percent. Wow. You disagree with that? Uh, yeah. That's interesting. I think Dennis Schroeder is by far a better passer. That wow! Yeah. I very very much disagree with that. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see the next time Russ throws the ball to the corner and goes to the guy's knees or above his head. Silva, what do you think? Who's a better passer? Oh, Russ Dennis Schroeder is a much more craftier passer. He's maybe craftier, but I think Russ is a better passer. Okay. I mean, like, yeah, sure. If you like balls thrown behind you from, from a three-point line. From a statistical standpoint, I feel like Russell is a better passer. But I haven't What's watched a sti- I haven't, what, Are there statistics on good and bad passes? I haven't watched yeah. this long enough to be able to. Oh, are there? Yeah. Okay, like then a, look a, them up. Advanced statistics on, like, look up where, the advanced statistics. where guys, like, hit passes at, like, low, high, pocket, et cetera. I guarantee you, Russ is not in the pocket Dude, as much as he like, should be. Dude, uh, like Mikey Berra from Chartside did. Yes, like a, I'm aware he did that. A whole big thing of it. Russ throws more accurate passes last year than uh, James Harden did. Oh, James Harden's not a point guard then. He's a shooting guard, right? I don't know. A lot of people consider him a point I think guard. He's a point guard. Oh, at, you know, this point. For, the, for the entire his career, he's been playing shooting guard, and now that he handles the ball, he's always a point guard. Even though Chris Paul works there, I say he's always a point guard. I just think everyone considers him a point guard now. Well, I'm not everyone. It's still a shooting guard. So okay. shooting guard in fantasy. Does well, it say PG and SG under his name on fantasy basketball? I don't know. I didn't draft him. Oh, no. So that's, it says SG. You know why? Because he's a damn shooting guard. Oh. Well, Russ is still a better passer. Okay. Well, I'm glad. You, well, yes, Russ is a better passer than James Harden. I and Dennis Schroeder. No. You know who's worse than both of them is Jeremy Grant, who threw a pass at Alex Sabrina's ankles with like that four was, minutes left uh, in the game. <laughs> that was bad. The they, had a chan- they still had a chance at that point. I think they were down seven. Yeah. And uh, coming out of a timeout and out that, that was a nightmare. Um, you know who was a complete non-factor is Patrick Patterson. Boo. Patter- Patterson was, he, he, he hasn't played good the first two games of this season. and uh, More like Badrick Batterson. <laughs> and we, uh, we talk about that uh, Luke Mbamute tweet of yours? No, we oh, can yeah. just, we can skip no, over that for right, a cool. It was a garbage um, tweet. Hamadou Diallo gets eight minutes, uh, three points, three rebounds. Um, struggled a bit. It's got to be a rookie and your first two assignments. I mean, he hasn't played many minutes. I think he's played nine minutes in, against Golden State in game one, eight minutes against the Clippers in game two. The only person he guarded in game one was really Clay. Clay. The only person he guards in game two was Lou Williams. Sweet Lou. He could not stop fouling him. Th- dude, su- that's that's what Sweet Lou does. Yep, like we were, we were arguing and, and complaining about how – 
Sweet Lou kept getting those foul calls and getting to the to the free throw line, and he just like jumps into the defender. I don't like his hair. Sweet Lou's. Sweet yeah, Lou? I don't. I don't, I don't like, like the nickname Sweet Lou. Hair. Sweet Lou. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds very like. I don't know. It's just, just like I feel like I think of like sweet tea. When I think of Sweet Lou. Interesting. Yeah, but not that none of that not red diamond tea, just the bad tea. Terrence but Ferguson also didn't do a whole lot. Four points, one of six shooting. But he tries hard. He just looks 17 kind of minutes. But he tries hard. Interesting that if you combine Terrence Ferguson and Hamadou Diallo's minutes, um, you are still about eight minutes away from what Alex Sabrina's played. 32 minutes on the night. Woo! Woo! They gave him a lot of time, and I think he's, he's playing with a lot of confidence. He's shooting the ball well. He's coming off the screens. He's putting the ball on the floor a bit. I he had a good that. drive. He yeah. had a good drive and kick. Um. But I think Abrinas is going to be continue to be that that first wing off the bench for them. I think they like uh, they like what he brings. His defense is not nearly as bad as it used to be either. It's no, true. I mean he wasn't great tonight, but like he wasn't a complete and total liability. Your either. defense doesn't have. I mean his defense doesn't have to be amazing now that you're considering that you can have Stephen Adams and Jeremy Grant or Nerland and Nerlens and Jeremy Grant both back there. But just looking at the pure raw numbers of this, Clippers shoot forty four percent. OKC shoots 36%. If you're looking at the three-pointers made, um, that's where really the game was really won and lost. The Clippers shot, they literally doubled up on OKC in three-point percentage, 42% to OKC's 21. That's bad. That's so bad. OKC rebounded them by five. Uh, OKC was out-assisted by three, 21 to 18. Uh, Steals and blocks went OKC's way. Turnovers went OKC's way. Uh, even though OKC forced more turnovers, they had fewer fast break points, and even though that's what they want to do, and points of the paint were completely even. So just the fact that the Clippers shot 26 three-pointers and made 11 of them, OKC shot 33, and roughly, I don't know what, how many of those were Paul's? Oh, well, here, I'll, I can look at how much he Paul, shot. He took several 11 Also, Thunder got outscored by 10 at the free throw line. It was bad. Yeah, Paul yeah. shot 11 threes yeah, tonight. Three of 11 from three for Paul so, George. It's not a good number. So half of those three-pointers that were, well, a third of the three-pointers that were shot were made by Paul, and then half of them were made by Paul, seven of the 33. I mean, is that number realistically going to get better It when Russ comes back, likely on Sunday? The three of 11? The seven of 33 from three. Oh, okay. I thought you mean just Paul's threes. Um I mean, you would hope that that guys. I would think that with Russ back, uh, he put so much pressure on the teeth of the defense right at the rim that you would hope that there's a lot of driving kicks for guys to get more open shots, especially guys like uh, like Alex Abrinas, uh, guys like Paul George. Paul, almost all of Paul's shots, almost all of his threes came off the dribble tonight. The ones he made were the ones where. He got catch and shoots that were wide open, so you would hope that he can get more of those with Russ in the game, putting a little more pressure on the front of the defense. Um, but yeah, this this team isn't a great three point shooting team, and I think that's part of the reason why they're playing Alex so much. I think this team isn't a great shooting team, and I think that's part of the reason why they're playing Alex so much. I don't think it's even three pointy three point. It's just not a good shooting team. Yeah. Definitely not yeah, Dennis Shooter tonight. Definitely Dennis Schroeder. Yep. He, wish, we, wish we had Shooter. He did not shoot the ball well at all. 
Um, worry level for this team after two games. If you had to, if you had a meter one through ten, you have to put your worry meter somewhere on the one through ten. Uh, how worried you are about this team moving forward, Silva? Where do you put it at? Probably a three. If this had happened when Russ was playing, then it'd probably be like a six or a seven. But not. We'll see how we look after Sunday. Okay. Okay. Calmer, what would you say? Okay. Well, OKC pretty much held their own against the Warriors, who somehow won against Utah this evening. And they played really well with them, kept up with them. OKC went up on the Clippers in the second, not the second quarter, in the third quarter and the most of the fourth quarter before they just completely just disintegrated on offense and defense. So they're being competitive with just Schroeder, who should be on your bench, and PG, and Steven Adams, who was really close to a 2020 tonight. Um, so I think I think you put the panic meter at about two. I mean, it's game two of 82. Now you have Sacramento this Sunday, which everybody, not everybody, but most people are suggesting that Russ is coming back for the home opener. And then that following Thursday, so they have much many more days off, they play Boston again at home. So it's a big break between games. Yeah, so yeah. that's good for like people like Russ who may not play on Sunday, but I'm expecting him to play on Sunday. And I mean, let's say OKC goes two and two, you would call that a success for that week. Yeah, I if, see. I see one and three. As if a real they go one and three, I mean, it's kind of concerning. But at the same time, you shouldn't be in that hole like you were last year when you're eight and eleven or eight and twelve. Yeah, that. And I, I don't think. I don't think they'll get there. Then that would be incredibly concerning. Yes, I agree. Um, and not only when, when Russ comes back do you move Schroeder to the bench, but those 17 minutes from Raymond Felton probably get completely wiped out. Like, well, will Raymond Felton get minutes whenever Russ comes back? Yes. Yeah. Billy, Billy loves the guy, I think. Maybe, maybe Felton will get sick from eating too many candy bars. I guarantee you that when when Sh- when Schroeder goes to the bench, you're going to see lineups with Abrinas. You'll see lineups with Russ and Abrinas, and you'll see lineups with Russ and whoever, and you'll see lineups with Schroeder and Felton at the two. I don't like that at Thinking all. Thinking it's going to happen. So many shots. Okay, well, let's take a couple of Twitter questions before we get out of here. We're at about 17 minutes now. Uh, so let's take about four or five minutes of Twitter questions and uh, we'll get out of here. That way you guys can have a nice little short post-game pod to catch. Before you watch your uh, – Oklahoma State has a bye game tomorrow – or bye week tomorrow, yeah, I bye think. Game. So, so bye uh, hey, oh, you did pretty good on the on the bye game last week. Yep. Defense finally uh, – Defense, zero yards given up. We are all in on Bob Diaco and Ruffin McNeil, buddy. There zero not, yards. Not, I was gonna do a really bad joke. Let's just get to Twitter questions. Call me. You got some right. for us. So from Sooner fifty one, he says, or it could be a girl. She he says they might it be transitioning. Says, nice it says. I'm sorry if I, I offended anybody. That wasn't my intention. They say, why do we still have early game struggles? What can we attribute it to? No Russell Westbrook? That's maybe part of the reason. Yeah, that's fair. You're missing a huge offensive spark there with Russell Westbrook. It's also the beginning of the season. A lot of teams are shaking off a lot of rust. 
Does it worry? Sorry, this is kind of random and throwing this in there, but does it worry you that the past two games, uh, even though Sacramento has lost both of them, they're coming in on Sunday. They've scored like one nineteen and then like one thirty. Yeah, against yeah, Utah and New Orleans. That's concerning. They have a lot of outside shooters. Yeah, and OKC has not a lot of outside shooters. It's going to be interesting. Okay, um, but yeah, and then they also had two two nights off in Los Angeles. Lord knows what they did. I mean, it all just boils down to OKC does not have their MVP. They're missing their best player, regardless if he shoots a good percentage or not. Dennis Schroeder, hell of a point guard, can be sixth man of the year if he wanted to be. Um, he's no Russell Westbrook. He does not collapse the defense like Russ does. Uh, he's not a better passer. Uh, Russ is not a better passer than Schroeder, but Russ I, collapses the defense to where he has whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going to <laughs> unplug your mic. <laughs> anyways, Schroeder does things better than Russ, like passing. But anyways, uh, S- Russell Westbrook, he's the he's the guy. He's the one that got Paul George to stay, and he's missing. So that's an obvious reason why maybe they're still having early game struggles. I would agree. Also, maybe because their defense, their defensive communication kind of sucked at the beginning of this game. That yes, it terrible. did. And I felt like a lot of that was on Patrick Patterson. All right, next question. Thunderweb Zone JB says... What does it take to be a manly man like Stephen Adams? Well, I just got done reading Stephen Adams' book, and I, I know this is in reference to uh, Michael Cage, who I hate. I wish they would have fired him, too. Why? Did he say anything racist? No, he's just annoying as shit. But I just got done reading Stephen Adams' book, and uh, he is definitely a manly man. Stop looking at your microphone. I paid good money for those mic covers, buddy. Ooh, we donated money. It's... These were like 50 cents a piece. Anyways, um, Stephen Adams is like, that dude never wore shoes until he was like 13. That seems like a pretty manly thing to do. Same. Just like doing a lot of things outside. Same. Yeah, he like, his favorite thing to do, there's a part in that book where he, he and his brother were nailing up some fence on the farm and Stephen had to brace the fence with his thigh and he told his brother, nice. hey, hold on a second. Something's wrong. This hurts. His brother said, wait, I've almost got the fence nailed. He said, no, stop. And the guy kept nailing the fence. Turned out he nailed the damn nail into Stephen's leg. Oh, God. <laughs> like half the damn nail went into Stephen's thigh, and he and just sat there and like held now. it. He's a manly man. I'm really glad there was no defense. What was the shape of the fence? What do you mean what was the shape of the fence? Was it a fence? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. He's probably nailing a two by four and just nailed the nail right into Steven's leg. You know, if you have one two by four that's that's vertical and then another one that's horizontal. Makes a cross? Oh gosh, he's Wait, what are you getting? Wait, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> Who's nailing who to the cross? Go what? to the next question. Next question, <laughs> please. K K Pin. Nice job. K P I K P N? K-Pine. K-Pin. Yep. <laughs> Just ask the damn question. Who's the biggest Thunder villain? Patrick Beverly. You spelled Beverly wrong, by the way. Draymond Green. Zsa Pachulia. KD. Or some person named Eric. Period. <laughs> it's Kevin Durant, right? Oh, man. This is a good question. One tore Russell's knee. Yeah. The other repeatedly abused Steven's nutsack. Although in the book, Steven said the first kick was to the shaft. 
The uh, second kick was, was to the nuts. That? He specifically says shaft? Yeah, he says the first oh, one was okay. in the shaft. Okay. The second one was in the testicles. Oh. Um, getting kicked like right mid-shaft would hurt, man. Why would Z- Zaza be on this Just because Zaza's just an overall bitch, Is I it think. because like that one time he stepped over Russ or something like that? He like knocked Russ down and like stared him, stared him he down. He also... He has a severe case of back acne. That guy can suck a dick. Back that me. guy needs to deport him back to Georgia. Oh, my god! Oh, no. Build a wall. Wall. I wish the Thunder defense could build a wall. Maybe they would have won tonight. Do you guys know Georgia almost makes him an all-star every year? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, Georgia, like, the country, like, bands together and votes for him to be an all-star. Because of the social media vote. That's yeah. amazing. He's almost made yeah. it several times. I hate Georgia. Rooting for him. <laughs> Georgia, sweet Georgia. They, they just well, the history books well Russia, Georgia. just take them back over, please. That's where Stalin is from. He's from Georgia. I okay, but anyways, I, I'm I'm voting Draymond Green because I hate that guy. What are you saying, Silva? Okay, he so said Kevin Durant, right? I think it's Kevin Durant. But we also had like probably our best shot to win the title that year. Uh, Beverly tore out Russ's knee. You know, I'm saying that the biggest Thunder villain is who. The city of Seattle. That's, oh, that's a good one. Hope that city burns to the ground. There's a lot of water up there, so that might be hard. Nope, it's going to burn. But they smoke a lot of weed because we they're liberals. We don't need no water. Let the mother burn. Burn, mother. Burn. All right, let's get one more Twitter question. And we'll zombie. be right at 25 minutes. And JK Man 08. <laughs> JK Man 08. Four minutes into the game, how mad were you? Like, did you want to drop kick your television? Low key, the Clippers starting lineup is legit versus OKC minus Russ. Happy if we sneak out with a win. We did it. Uh, I was pretty upset four minutes in, but I thought the team could settle in and at least make it somewhat competitive. Uh, and they did, and they should have won. So, I mean, I was a little upset. But there were a lot uh, of vulgarities being thrown around the living room. Yeah, but that's okay. What did you say when Alex Sabrinas kept on making threes? I forgot. I said, I love Alex Sabrinas. He's my son. He's also white. Why is it going to be a race with you? He's a basketball player. He's a nice man. Most basketball players that are good are not white. Oh, my. You got to stop. Name me five really good white basketball players right now. Larry Bird. That's all you need to know. Kevin Love. Kevin Love. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo. Get get that shit out of here. Solid um, basketball. JJ Redick. Kevin Love. Kevin Love <laughs> again. Kevin uh, Love, JJ Redick. Uh-huh. Uh, Kevin Love. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could say Gallinari because he cooked up the Thunder tonight. Hey, hey. Singler. God, shut up. I'm going to kick you out of my house. <laughs> Nick Stauskas has been lighting the world on fire. You mean Sauce Castillo? Sauce Castillo. And can't forget this one. J.J. Reddick. <laughs> we already <laughs> said J.J. Reddick. I'm aware. What about uh, Tyler Johnson from Miami? Who is like oh, yeah, Tyler Johnson. He looks like a juggalo. He yeah. looks like a trailer man. Like he lives in a trailer. <laughs> a trailer man. <laughs> a trailer man. All right. Let's, uh, let's Y'all want to know what Billy Donovan said? Yeah. We were too easy to guard. The ball was never moved. Also, another good basketball player that is kind of Caucasian is a... Uh, Jonas Urebko. I thought you were about to say Blake Griffin, and I was going to unplug your microphone. Jonas Urebko. Jonas Urebko. Jonas Urebko. Because Urebko. he won the game against Utah. Tonight got the probably the only successful and thing he's ever done in his Jonas life. Valanciunas oh, hey, and Joe Ingles. 
Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles. Nikola. Mirotic. Mirotic. And Jokic. Uh, Jokic. Nurkic. All the guys with itch. Yeah, all those Europeans. Yes. Pau Gasol. European. The, uh, the rookie from Dallas. European. Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic. Hey, he actually played pretty good the other night. He played well. Dallas. He got, played well. Dallas got blown out. Yeah. I'm really about to unplug your microphone. Let's end this yeah, podcast. Yeah, plug this microphone. All right. Hey, thanks for uh, checking out our first post-game podcast of the year. We're going to come back at you guys with another pod on Sunday evening after the Thunder vs. Kings game. Make sure you subscribe, follow us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcasts at. Uh, leave us a five-star review so it'll make us happy after this loss. Follow Silva. Let's see if I get it right this time. At JD Silva underscore. That's right. You can follow Kamiar if you like Sooner Football because he'll probably be mad tomorrow. Uh, at Boomtown RW. They're going to lose. I am at ThunderMob405. The podcast is at the underscore uncontested. We've got some awesome things coming up. We also have a new podcast member and member of the uncontested team. You guys will hear from him Sunday as well. We're super excited, but also sad because the Thunder lost. I'm ending the podcast now. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.